You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast, but as you can clearly see, I am a dude, but it's going to be a dudes podcast for tonight. Um, as usual, we're going to go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, everyone. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're on Thanksgiving vacation, giving the, the team some a breather and what someone knew. Um, I'm grateful for Carl stepping in and my nephew. Hopefully we release the episode. <laughs> but especially I'm grateful for my youngest daughter who actually got her first win in middle school. And she contribute, went coast to coast to help um, break the tie and did little other things, you know, rebound, block shots. She twists her ankle, um, but uh, she's feeling better. And by the time you hear this episode, we'll sh- she'll have her game, which was move on Monday. So hopefully she continues growing confidence and I can see game by game and uh, she'll be dominating soon. So I'm grateful for that. Just to see another four years of basketball after my oldest one turned down a scholarship and you know retired from basketball tears came down my eyes but i have another one i have another one <laughs> oh ye have little faith phil evan what are you grateful for this week so first i want to shout out our listeners in egypt and uh listeners in denmark <laughs> no 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 i was doing my best uh uncle phil impression uh but grateful um today we had um time in the gym uh, son had a couple games. First game, they got slapped silly. Um, the next game, uh, my son, you know, he's, he's just demonstrating he's getting better. Like, we've been working with him for the last 18 months. Uh, Phil can tell you, uh, I've been getting frustrated with him yelling. And, you know, finally starting to see him take that confidence step uh, to see that all the stuff he's been putting in starting to come out in the game. Uh, so, happy about that. Uh, but he had a, a hard spill. Uh, for a moment, we thought he might have fractured his wrist, but it looks like it's just a bad sprain. So thankful that uh, no major um, injury just uh, needs to rest and relax. Good, good. Hopefully he recovers very quickly. And Carl, what are you grateful for this week? Uh, appreciate it, Alan. I'm grateful for friends and family. Uh, I tell you, uh, just had a moment to reminisce with one of my friends. Uh, we played some college ball together. And we were just going back over some of the highlights uh, and, and some of the, the struggles um, of playing college ball, but uh, more, more, more highlights than struggles, man. And, and we just uh, were just uh, reminiscing on just playing together and just, uh, just the beauty of basketball, man. It's a beautiful game, uh, especially when you can find people that you can, you can hoop well with and you step on the court, man, and you know, you're going, you're going to be trouble together. So uh, but I'm also grateful for my family. Um, uh, shout out to my dear wife who has blessed me with three children and I'm watching them grow. Uh, they are amazing children. Uh, I, I tell you, watching them develop uh, my two boys and my, and my girl, uh, man, uh, when, you, when you grow up, you never dream of having children. And, uh, and then when they come into your life and they're so small and you see them grow up, uh, and, uh, and, and you see them start beating you in some things, 
not basketball, but 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 some other things. And you're like, man, I gotta I gotta readjust some things. So um, I'm loving them. Uh, their minds are growing. They're expanding. Um, uh, and so uh, I'm grateful for them. That's great. That's great. I don't have kids, but I have kids that I claim as kids that are my God kids. So I definitely understand. And I am grateful for, well, I'll just go back about a week ago. So last week I was in Denver or last weekend I was in uh, Denver uh, for a wedding. My partner of about 11 years, Azure got married. So I had a swing on through although she hit me at the last minute earlier in the month and I was like yo like when y'all make this change yesterday well I appreciate it so I went went and flew out there to support her um in her marriage with her and Kevin and just wishing them the best so I'm just grateful for marriage and union and I'm just wishing them nothing but the best but let's go ahead and get started with our NBA episode today's episode is very interesting seems like all we're going to be talking about is trades and anything that's happening around trade so we can call this the trade rumor episode so if you've been paying attention this past week uh, Neil O'Shea who once was the general manager and president of basketball operations for the Portland Trailblazers a few months back he was involved in what was considered a toxic work environment for a report uh, that came out and he's finally been fired. So we're looking here at the Trailblazers, right? We know the big story, Damian Lillard. Is he gonna request the trade? He said he sticks through the tough times. Well, right now, I know he has an abdominal strain. They're 10th in the West and they're currently 11 and 13. Do you think this toxic work environment situation, although it's, it's probably just going to fade away in a blink of an eye, just like the way news always does, do you think at any point in time this year he's going to end up requesting a trade? I definitely think that um, request is being strongly considered. Uh, I definitely think that uh, his days, uh, what mini, mini tickle you farson. I think that Portland has been weighed in their days and they've been found wanting. And I think that um, Damian Lillard is saying the right things, but ultimately I think by either by this, by the end of this season or closer to the trade deadline, he's going to demand a trade. Man, it, it's, it's beautiful that you, you can interpret that language that's written on the wall, my brother. Um, back, back in that time, uh, there, there was only one person who could. <laughs> but, but listen, uh, I, I think Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard, as we should call him, is an exceptional talent. He has, he has been that ride or die guy for Portland. You know that when he steps on the court, he represents his hometown, Oakland. He represents Portland. Uh, he is that type of guy that's like, listen, I don't want to go buy a championship. I don't want to, you know, people should be wanting to come play with me. That's his mentality. But I tell you, with all that has gone on, he's given Portland notice, get it right, get it tight, or else I'm, I might be looking to take my talents to another place. He deserves 
to go somewhere. And, uh, and, and I know a lot of us have heard the rumors uh, about him going to New York. So it could be, it could be New York. It could be a place like that. It could be Philly. It could be a place like that. But I tell you this, um, with what happened with Neil O'Shea, that does not help for help somebody who wants his organization to be a better organization. Um, that kind of sets them back. And I think it actually could potentially push, push my man out the door. I say Damian Lillard, you know, he's just, he, he's saying his goodbye. This is his farewell tour. He's out. This dude is out. He said he's giving him a chance and that he will eventually say goodbye by the end of the year. I don't think he's going to do it during the trade deadline. I definitely think he'll do it towards the end of the season. He's going to say, you know what, Portland? I did everything. I tried, and we're in the same situation. And I think he'll play a little reverse psychology. Hey, the only way you, you'll get better is for me to leave. You'll get uh, plenty of assets, you know, plenty of um, draft picks, and don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'll be good. So Damien is out. He deserves to be out. And I hope, I hope, I hope he comes to New York. Oh, oh, I'm praying. Heavenly Father. <laughs> I speak into existence. He needs to come to a big market. He needs to dominate. No other place to play except for the Garden. Not Philly. What are you going to do in Philly? Doc Rivers not going to coach you to a championship. The last time he won was with Thibodeau. So Thibodeau's not there. So no, Damian, stop, this, what's the stop, sense? This, stop this Thibodeau argument. Stop this Thibodeau argument. What's stop the sense? Stop, stop, stop what's the sense to go there? Doc this Rivers is just going to get you to the playoff and lose. And you're going to be frustrated. Come to New York. All oh, right. Come on, man. <laughs> Phil, Phil listen, is going to ride that argument to his grave. Six times he had a lead in a playoff and lost. Three times, three one. Three times, three two. So, end of discussion. I've never seen anyone oh. attribute a, a championship to assistant coach besides Philip Janice. Listen, I can't believe you give Tibbs more credit over Doc for that chip. I mean, listen, man. Listen, I love Tibbs. I love Doc too, but but listen, Tibbs Tibbs got some problems too. He be running running players into the ground and uh, be playing them too long. So so I, I if a Damien's health, <laughs> New York New York might not be the best place for him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Furthermore, furthermore, Phil, if I were you, I wouldn't want Damian Lillard in New York. And here's why. Why? You what you're gonna have to give up to get him? You're still gonna be right where you were in the first place. No, no, we have. I'll give up. How, how deep are the Knicks? How deep are the Knicks, uh, Phil? The, we are very deep. It's just that Thibodeau don't want to play nobody. He just wants to stick to eight. He wants to stick to eight. Seven, eight guys. Right or die. Eight guys. That's he's, he's, it. He's but in playoff form. <laughs> basically, but our, our draft picks from this past season, they're killing it. They're, they're great. They're good. Those, we have draft picks. I think. And if he had to give up a superstar, right? RJ, I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Listen, um, let me listen, go ahead and listen, listen, because I'm not listen. about to hear about a superstar named RJ Barrett. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just ignore that. Um, but I, what I will say about this whole Damian Lillard situation, it kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson in a sense. Uh, when you think about Russ and he, but the difference is he laid out a number of teams his agent provided that he would be interested in right 
But with Dame, Dame's like, yo, man, like, I need to see changes. Russ is like, yo, like, I'm tired of getting hit. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's, I really think if he's going to request a trade, it's not going to be this year um, because I still feel like there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. It's like they're always good on offense, but then, and I'm starting to feel sorry for Chauncey as I'm saying this because we all know Chauncey as as a defensive-minded guy. They still suck on defense. (laughs) They still suck on defense, right? They just got blew out by San Antonio a few nights ago. So it's come. It's going to come to a point to where it's look. It's like what we say at the call center job. I've exhausted all my resources. I, there's nothing more I can do um, at this point. I mean, I think it'll probably happen after this year, probably depending on how the season plays out. That he'll probably go ahead and request a trade. And I just don't really see see the point of just trying to make it a lot more than this year because unless unless it makes sense, I don't really see it happening this year. So you wanted to get another word in, Carl? Yeah, I think I think the big thing with Dame Little why why do I have issues with Lillard? Number number six draft pick, man. Come on, from Weber. <laughs> come on. Now now Dame. If he gets a trade and goes to, let's say, the Knicks, and they get gutted, he's going to be in the same situation. Right. He's got to make sure – I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. He's got he's to make sure that he's going to be playing with another superstar. That's been his issue in his career. Man, I, I, I love my boy. Um, I, 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 I love my boy who's his, his, his backcourt mate. Um, and – CJ McCollum, um, my, my man came came from a small school. He's the, the Duke killer. But listen, this guy, I love his game, but the two of them have never had anybody. They've never had anybody. And what I know about Dame, the way he can control a game, if you give him decent talent, when they made that run to the West Finals, if, if he goes to the Knicks, he's going to be in the same situation. I think, I think, you put him with a Joel Embiid. Now I think you, for for Dame's sake, you put him with a Joel Embiid. You put him with 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 some shooters. Now you're gonna have something. And and the thing is, if Portland wants what Philly's even asking for for their guy, I mean, you can forget. I don't think any trade is gonna happen this year. Portland ain't stupid now. And so I I think I think Dame is in a tough spot. The last thing I'll say about Dame you know, in his heart, he wants to give Chauncey a chance, man. He wants to give Chauncey a chance. And I think, I think Chauncey being one of the greatest point guards that have ever been out there in terms of floor general, Chauncey, when he ran the show with Detroit, he ran the show. Uh, I think Dame wants to give him a chance, but if they continue losing like this, um, I bet you by trade deadline, um, a number of suitors will be coming for Chauncey. I mean, coming for Dame. And Chauncey too, because Chauncey's job will be over too. There, you know, yeah, he's he might be out. gonna find a way to fire him. But yeah, yeah, you're out of here. <laughs> he, he might become a, a assistant coach like Tom Thibodeau uh, was somewhere. I'm kidding. <laughs> you get, get, get carried to a championship, right? Can you get carried to a championship? Doc Rivers has not won a championship since Thibodeau was. And Thibodeau has not been in the finals. <laughs> without like that, like I said, 
Like I said, the, the facts hurt, Phil. But likewise, like what? Well, he did make it. A healthy Derrick Rose with a with a nice ACL. He need, he needs that. Hey, hey, hey! And every power forward ends up being Taj Gibson. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> focus on focus on Orlando. <laughs> but let's go ahead and transition. I wish I can just hear uh, my Dougie because all I see is John Wall, the person that they say is my twin. You know, you look like John Wall. Yeah, that's that's all I've heard since I've been in college, right? John Wall on the Rockets hasn't played since last year getting paid about 44 million to just sit on the bench I mean it sounds like a good life I mean we could trade spots but you know we could trade spots I mean we look alike you know what I mean he wants to play and he's come to the front office saying like yo like I need to play and at this point you know, no one's going to pay John Wall after all those injuries, that that money. But at some point, do you think John Wall's even going to be able to play with the Rockets? Because there's this speculation with air quotes that he doesn't want to come off the bench. But John Wall has refuted these statements. So, again, do you think at any point in time we're going to see him this season even suit up for the Rockets? I'm going to say no, he'll be traded. And you know what? Since Kimba is not working, I I won't be mine if he comes to the Knicks. I don't know if he could last in Thibodeau's, <laughs> Thibodeau, um, um, Thibodeau's <laughs> workout regime. <laughs> but I will, if the hints of what he's shown last season, I think he'll be a, a perfect fit if we could get. If Derek Rose, between him and Derek Rose, half and half, you know, um, 30, 20 minutes each or whatever can, I think it'll fit because Kimball is not working out, you know, and Tib was someone who played defense. Fournier, this dude, you know, Fournier don't play no defense. And Evan is playing defense. He's hustling. He's doing the game they lost against, um, who they, they lost against? Was Was it? It was the last game they played was against the Nuggets. Who was that before? Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn, I think it was. He was hustling. So I think Wall will, is willing to show. And I think last year of his contract, is it? I think this is the last year of his contract or second to last. I think it's next year's a player option. Next. Oh, Lord. No. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know what? Oh, man. Scratch that. That player option is going to kill us. It's going to kill us. Is he going to play with the Rockets? No. When I say play more than two games, I don't think he's going to play with the Rockets. Should he be playing with the Rockets? Yes. It's it, 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 He should be playing so dumb so so the other teams could see his value and and something's going to pick him up. A contender is willing to pick him up. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if, if um, 76ers pick him up. Or, or for, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Doc Rivers, former GM... <laughs> So I wouldn't be shocked, but I think he's going to play this year. Um, probably a game or two for the um, Rockets. I think he's going to play this year. I don't see him sitting out the whole entire year. Well, I, I think John wants to come back. Uh, however, uh, he it seems like he wants a larger role. And I think, uh, you know, they had this old saying with the New York Giants, once a giant, always a New York Giant. 
it seems like John Wall has this saying, once a starter, always a starter. Um, he's saying that ain't the case, but um, it's hard to get a guy out of who's always been a starter out of that starter mentality. And then also when you make it that much money, 44 mil, next year, 47 mil, um, they're not even talking buyout. Uh, uh, they want these young rookies to develop. They got Porter, they got Green. I think between uh, Houston's desire to develop those guys, I think they see so much more potential in Green, Jalen Green. Uh, I think he is their future. I think Porter can be a supporting uh, type, you know, star, but not a superstar. Um, John Wall, I think his injuries, he, listen, I've, I've watched John for years and I'm just going, I'm going to put it out here. He used to be fast. He used to go down the court in a blur, can never shoot. <laughs> I mean, anytime he was mixed up with, with my man uh, out in Washington right now, you know, it, it just never really clicked with um, Bradley Beal from University of Florida. Shout out to my Gators. But, but listen, when, when you got John Wall, you probably thinking the old John Wall, we don't know what this new John Wall looked like. I think he needs to sit, um, take the paycheck, be happy with the $44 million from the bench, um, go home, go play some NBA uh, 2K, and play yourself on the court and be happy with that for this season. I think he's going to be all right with that. 44, he'll be all right. So, um, man, giving me people who, no matter where they are, they have find issues with where what's going on around them. John Wall is now looking like an idiot, right? Because he was upset that the Wizards wanted to build around Bradley Beal. He, you know, he felt disrespected. Now, mind you, he missed the whole season, I think 18 months, a year and a half. He got hit injured in the middle of the season. They missed the whole next season. He hurt himself. He hurt himself. Yeah. He had that accident. Yeah. So he missed time, and he's been missing time. He's 31 years old right now. And 31, the last time he played consistently in the NBA, well, last year he played consistently. So, But before that, really, he was 28. Now he's 31. Time is, time is passing him by. Um, he put himself in a situation where he thought it was best not to play with the Rockets. 41, $41 million. And he, you know, at least eight, like, like my man Allen said, he's still getting paid, but I don't think anyone wants that price tag. And I think the most realistic option for John Wall to get out of, um, to get out of Houston is some kind of three-team trade. I mean, I think you put John Wall on a team like, uh, and this is, I feel like I'm going to regret saying that. No, I'm going to regret saying that. I was going to say put him on a team like the Clippers, but no, 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 no. You know, you put John Wall, the best the best option is to facilitate the trade, and you need a salary dump place, and that would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. But the issue is it's not the team's prerogative to get rid of John Wall. They don't care. It's John Wall's prerogative to get out of Houston. And so they're not going to give a first-round pick along with John Wall. They're like, well, you know, John, it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, John's going to have to learn to play the back of role, be the mentor role. Uh, ultimately, he's had a career that didn't – I mean, not a bust, 
but not what you expect from number one overall pick. And so, um, yeah, it is, it, guys, it is what it is. I don't, I don't foresee him going uh, somewhere. No one wants, it's not that no one wants him. It's kind of like the Tobias Harris effect, right? Tobias Harris has a $41 million contract. Well, he has a used contract. He's paying more than Embiid and Ben Simmons. And no one wants to take on a, a Tobias Talbert talent with that kind of money. And so now he's essentially immovable uh, until um, he has less years on the contract. How about the Lakers? And anyways, <laughs> um, first things first, shout out to North Carolina. It's a hoop state. You know, I got to start off with saying that first because we always get disrespected when it comes to that. Look it up. Um, you know, Evan, when you said the Clippers, I think me and my cousin had this conversation months ago. If the money wasn't an issue, I don't I wouldn't see the problem with him on the uh, on the Clippers. It's everything just boils down to that green, that money, cha-ching, because, man, when it's 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 basketball politics <laughs> it's basketball politics if if anything about this segment you need to learn about it is basketball politics because you got a brother i mean i know his his season ended early last year but he was still averaging almost 20 and 7 do i think he can he can play a solid role on a contending team I think it's very possible he can. Like, he doesn't need to always have the ball in his hands to do so. And I think he's willing to to do so because he's already doing the mentorship role. I know they said earlier in the season him and Jalen Green were playing one-on-ones before a game. So he's engaged with the squad. But do I think he'll probably play? If people don't get hurt, he'll play. That's, I mean, that's that's really that's really all it's gonna boil down to. I know, I think it's Jalen Green's hurt. Hopefully, everyone stays healthy. Would I like to see John Wall play? Yes, I do. Because at the end of the day, how else you're gonna prove your worth by sitting on the bench? You know what I mean? It's 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 a complicated situation. But I feel like if if they just have like at least. It's gonna sound so disrespectful if I say this, but it's a podcast, so I'm gonna say it. Man, look, I know they don't want, I know they don't want John Wall playing. Man, let this dude go with the G League affiliate and just hoop. The dude wants to hoop. I know it sounds disrespectful. They don't, they don't want him to hoop. It, it sounds disrespectful. I know I'm tripping, but I'm just talking about him just wanting to hoop. And you're basically keeping this man shackled up because you want your young talent to develop. I get that. But you brought him in knowing, oh, thinking that, oh, oh, I didn't think James Harden was going to leave. Oh, I didn't think we'd get rid of uh, P.J. Tucker. Well, you still got Eric Gordon out there playing. I'm not sure how much money he's making, but I feel like he's probably in the 30s. You know what I mean? So. At some point in time, like, you can give him some minutes, but if you're just going to keep this man just on the bench, like, just let him go hoop a few games and then just go ahead and just let him come back with the main squad or something. Like, it sounds disrespectful, but I still just want to see him hooping. 
And that's really all it's boiling down to. Like, will he get traded? I don't think so. But it's going to be a tricky situation with this player option for next year about what's going to happen because guess what? Uh, does he want the money? I'm sure he does because who else is turning down $48 million? But is he going to be like, you know, I want to hoop. So it's really something that's going to happen like probably closer to the end of the year to where he's going to be like, man, look, the money sound nice, but I'm hooping and I'm getting older and I haven't really played a full season in X amount of years. So I feel like let the man who will he play maybe probably closer to the end of the year because the Rockets aren't going anywhere anyway, because they're, they're in development world, they're in rebuild mode, but I don't, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. So, I, I mean, I'll say this, you know, just to throw on top of that, John Wall has a player option for $47 million. It, it makes no sense. You know, he's taking that. That's the first part, right? You know, he's taking it. I think, I think what Houston is trying to do is to make the situation so untenable that this guy says, man, you know what? It might be better for me to just take 20 of that 47 and just go somewhere. I, I think, I think Houston is, is definitely using this strategy. I think they've moved on. They're like, listen, we'll play this out. And if you do take the play option, we'll play this out all the way to, to when your contract is done. All that will come off our books. It's a long wait. But I think they're saying, let's make this thing hard for him. Take 20 off. Let me try and go to a contender. I, 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 think, I think he can he can bring something of value to a team. But I think in this new NBA, as 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 you pointed out, uh, Jeremiah, you know, the, the NBA has shifted. You got teams now dropping 30, 40, 53s a, a game. Can John Wall play that game? No, he can't play that game. <laughs> I don't think he needs to play that game. Honestly, I feel like if this if this situation was like this when he first came into the league, I mean, he could still get to the paint when he wants to get into the paint. I just feel like it opens it up more for him in the first place because everyone's trying to adapt to small ball. So I feel like it just makes it easier to him. Now, if he was still athletic, oh, uh, it's nothing to talk about, but he's on the Rockets. So I'm not going to get my hopes up just thinking about that. But let's go ahead and transition. Um... You know, this episode, as I mentioned earlier, is about trades and, you know, we're still waiting for Ben Simmons to go. Kyrie's still on Vax. Doesn't look like he's coming back, according to reports, that he's probably going to remain on Vax. So, you know, he's still going to get paid half of his little money or whatever. No shade. Um, we got Dave, who's still staying tough with Portland get healthy you know we want to see you on the court sga apparently has been involved in a rumor mill with uh ben simmons and you got john wall you know what i'm saying john wall a little muscle joint my camera's not up so y'all not gonna be able to see it um so the question is who do you think between these five individuals will be more likely to be traded first 
Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Sean Gilgis Alexander, or John Wall? Before I answer this question, let me say something that I think needs to be stated. John Wall, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie Irving are about to have the, the, the owners uh, come at these players hard at this next CBA collective bargaining agreement. Because they're trying to follow the Anthony Davis, James Harden, Dwight Howard model, and they're not at that good. And the owners are about to act like owners and treat these guys like they're 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 their property in his next CBA. Because LeBron's empowerment movement is making them upset. And so they're flexing on guys like John Wall and Ben Simmons and Kyrie. And they're saying, we're not taking this stuff no more. But I think that the most likely candidate to get traded right now is going to be... Damian Lillard. The reason why I say that is because, well, I'm going to do a 1A and a 1B. 1A is Damian Lillard. 1B is Ben Simmons. And the reason I say Ben Simmons is 1B, we have to see how crazy Daryl Moore is willing to be with this situation. Is he really going to hold out to get what he's asking for? Or is he playing hardball until December when more players come available? Now, if Daryl Morey is as crazy as he's coming off in these reports about the leaks when he's asked for trades, Ben Simmons ain't going anywhere this year. But if he is playing hardball knowing that more options open up coming December and is looking to trade him close to the trade deadline, then Ben Simmons will be going first. Um, nobody wants to deal with Kyrie Irving, right? Because Kyrie Irving from last year and years prior has demonstrated that for better or worse, he's his own man. He's not a team, he's not a team guy, he is a Kyrie guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that owners and teams don't want guys that are going to be distractions. As a matter of fact, if Michael Jordan was playing right now and he was on the Brooklyn Nets, the last dance would feature this Kyrie Irving segment and Michael telling him that you're selfish. You're choosing yourself over the team. Um. So no one wants to deal with this whole Kyrie Irving situation because it's one thing to, you know, be on your own stuff psychologically, mentally. That's another thing when your decisions are now affecting a potential championship roster, knowing that people like James Harden have their eyes in Philadelphia as a potential destination this next offseason. Knowing that Kevin Durant came to play with you. And you're in here 
having your musings and you're choosing to do what you want to do. So no one wants to take that risk. Um, SGA only gets moved for, I believe, a, a, a Ben Simmons. I don't think that um, the Blazers won an SGA. I don't think the, sorry, the Thunder won an SGA because Shai Gilgis Alexander is probably what 22 23 maybe maybe 24 and Lillard is 31 what and I think OKC knows they won't be able to draw star talent to leave where they are to come play with Dane because they haven't been able to do it in Portland they're not gonna be able to do it in Oklahoma City so they're not going to take uh Damian Lillard and just be a mediocre team they're trying to build a perennial contender so I think it is between Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons, everyone else, John Wall may sit for a long time. Kyrie is going to be on that shelf for a long time. And Shai Gillis Alexander only gets moved for a Ben Simmons type of guy who's an ascending player who may need to change the scenery and not for an older established superstar because it seems like the Thunder are trying to build through the draft and find superstar talent and build them up. Kind of convincing argument. Oh, very convincing. Of course, Philadelphia wins everything. No, uh-uh, it's not going to happen. Ben is the only first one gone. Damian Lillard, and I'm reading a report now at Real GM, Damian Lillard only wants to come to the Knicks. He, he says he would like to come to the Knicks. That's the only team he sees is going to. And Scott Perry and, 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 uh, and the GM, they're not trying to gut the team. But most of the pieces on the Knicks are literally one-year contracts. So guess what? If Portland do trade for the Knicks, with the Knicks, draft picks, and a couple of stars, the Knicks are fine because most of the players are one- or two-year contracts, so we're good. I think Ben Simmons' situation is becoming more of a headache. 76 are losing. Um, Joel just came back. And hopefully, speedy recovery. You know, he's getting his win up, but they're losing. They're literally in what? The Knicks are they're in six, seven, eight, eight place or ninth place right now and continues to drop. So, you know, your, your wonderful coach, Doc Rivers, is, is struggling to keep the team together, right? So, the Sixers are in ninth place. Excuse you mean me. the 11th place next? No, the ninth, to the ninth place Sixers. It's okay. We have we, we're the playing Sixers real teams. They haven't even had Joel Embiid now. They have twenty-one days. They had Joel Embiid the last four days. games. Joel Embiid's been gone, back. and he's just hey. getting coming back. He's getting back into shape. But okay, no, no you're just okay. digging yourself into a hole. All I'm saying that yes, the, they <laughs> are losing. They are losing. So Darmoy needs to do something to stop the bleeding. All right. So Ben will go. The prices is gone low. It's Black Friday. Uh, and <laughs> everything is on sale. So Dermory is going to because Dermory back his mind knows that hey, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'd James be Black Friday than the Goodwill. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's I'm about to be both. It's, it's gonna be Black Friday at Goodwill. <laughs> it's gonna be Black Friday at Goodwill. Ben Simmons is leaving. Ben Simmons is leaving. Alan, make sure my voice overshadowed, overshadowed Evans. 
Ben Simmons is first to go. <laughs> Portland is not going. Um, Damian is not going nowhere this season. Um, John Wall is going to sit. His contract is overblown. He, there's no opportunity for him to move. His contract is great next year. So he's not leaving. Right? SGA, right. what's going on? Um, saying, what's the name? SGA, Alexander. These, he's, it's all about OKC's just draft picks. They just, they just, they don't care. They don't really don't want anybody. They just want draft picks. So whoever has the draft picks, they they trade. They trade everybody to, for draft picks until they hit that 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 trust the process. So I don't, I don't really focus on them. They just worry about draft picks. Nothing in return. That's the point. No superstar wants to go there. They're not going nowhere right now. So they're just looking for draft picks. So Ben Simmons. So reports are allegedly he's going broke. Something's gonna happen. He's going first. Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. Espanol, adios. You know, it's, it's very hard for me to agree with you, Philip. It's very hard for me. It's very hard. The only reason I'm doing this is not because of, of, of anything with Ben, per se. Uh, I think this situation has been crazy. But I think Dame's loyalty keeps him in Portland for a little bit longer. I, I've, I look at Kyrie as being the, the unstable attention deficit. I, I don't even want to put that label on him. I, I'm just saying this guy still believes the earth is flat. And I'm just saying when I think of him, who wants him? Like he was in Boston and Boston, Boston failed with talent. Um, and most of that was put on his shoulders. Um, you look at him in Brooklyn, you got Kevin Durant, you got James Harden. You guys should be in the finals this year if you're playing together. You got guys at the end of their career say, listen, I want to come ball with you guys. You, you, you got the, the, the power forwards of the Western Conference uh, uh, who have come by Brooklyn, said, we're going to come play. And you got this guy who's saying, ah, I'm not going to play. I'm just not going to play because I'm making a statement. Now, listen, I ain't got nothing against with him, but what I'm saying with Kyrie, nobody wants him. You can't, you can't, you, you don't know what to do with Kyrie. Not even the Orlando Magic would make a trade for Kyrie right now. And that's how bad, that's how bad I think his stock has fallen. So I'm looking at Shea and Oklahoma City. I have no clue what OKC has been trying to do. Um, one minute you get Chris Paul. Next minute he's gone. Y'all think Josh Giddy now is the future. I have no clue what OKC wants to do. But I know the dumbest thing they could do right now is to trade Shea. I think Ben has made it clear. I don't want to be here. He's been making it clear for the longest. I think Daryl Morey is going to have to give in sometime if he wants to potentially, potentially get James to come over. Because I think James is coming. I think James is coming down the road. I think I think Philly might be able to use Ben to get James 
if James comes out one day and says, hey, listen, I, I'm ready to go. But I, I'll say this. I do think Ben will be the first out of all these to go. Um, I don't know. I don't know where. Um, it could be interesting that if if Ben goes, like I said, if if he goes for James, or if Ben goes to help um, Dame in Portland, or if Ben goes to 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 the Knicks, it's going to be interesting to see who is going to actually make the deal, what they're willing to give up. I think Daryl by the trade deadline is going to have to give up something. Um, Daryl, Daryl said this could go on for years. So we'll see if he's, if he's really got that mentality, but I'll tell you this, man, I don't think we're going to see Ben play for Philly. And I think, I think Philly, Philly is waste. Philly has one issue right now. My man, um, Joel Embiid, he ain't the healthiest um, uh, basketball player on the court. And, and if he going to be wasting away his minutes trying to carry this squad, they better get some help for him right now. Yeah, he's going to end up having those Patrick Ewing knees. Uh, shout out to Patrick Ewing. Uh, yeah, big up, big up, Patrick. Big up, Patrick Ewing. Big up, big up. Jamaica, 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 Patrick. Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with like Ben. Like the only thing about Kyrie is like you could trade Kyrie to like one of these teams who don't have to worry about being vaccinated or whatever. The next thing you know, like Kyrie's out here like dropping dimes, and I feel like that's like the one thing Brooklyn doesn't want to happen. <laughs> I mean, they're out here listening to trades, you know, but. I don't really know where you're going to send him to, to be honest. Like, are you going to send him to purgatory to like Sacramento or whatever? But, you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, De'Aaron Fox would be nice, but hey. Um, but I've also said De'Aaron Fox too. Philly would be a nice little one-two little punch right there too, but I don't think that's happening. Um, but yeah, like, there's nothing really much to add to what Carl said. I mean, it's Ben Simmons and then it's, it's Dame. Like, I think Dame finishes out this year. Daryl Morey's going to have to realize, all right, I've already tried getting Jalen Brown and offering Danny Green and for, I don't know. I just know Brad Stevens just decided not to say a word and hang up. So, but one thing I do want to point out that <laughs> as you said, Carl, one thing about these GMs, I don't see this going on for years. I mean, I can use John Wall as an example. No, we're not trading John Wall. Less than six days later, that man's in Houston. So, so that's why I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't see him, see him dragging this out. I mean, the team is is handling the the situation perfectly. They're they're not worrying about what could, what would, what should. It's a matter of just focusing on what's just happening in the present, which is just hoping Embiid gets healthy and everyone can just get their rhythm to keep going. Um, SGA, I mean, you were just a trade piece. John Wall, hey, bro, come back to Raleigh. Matter of fact, never mind. I had a thought, but, you know, LaMelo ain't going nowhere. I was going to say, he ain't hey, going nowhere. if, if, if Melo ever decided to leave, but that would be like way too long. But, you know, that's just me just thinking, thinking about our North Carolina hoops people. 
but you know Ben is an obvious choice I mean he doesn't want to be there we keep seeing well lately we haven't been hearing any wild reports about him about cell phones being out or <laughs> reporting about his evaluation with uh what is it therapists or whatever so I mean he's he's going to be the obvious choice and then Dame's going to be right behind him but let's go ahead and transition to our last topic um you know, we mentioned SGA earlier. I hope he didn't play in this game. I didn't look at the the, the uh, stat sheet. But, yeah, Memphis dragged the Thunder by 73 last week. The score was 148-80. It's been a while since a team – I won't say a while. I'll say it's been a few years since a team has been just dogged out like that. Who's even the coach for OKC? That's – See, and this and this is where this is where it starts. Who's the coach of that team? Like who? <laughs> who? I gotta How? Google that one. How? Like, I guess, I guess they took that night off. It was a back-to-back, you know what I'm saying? They weren't focused on winning that night. It was bad. Like, I don't, you know, it happens. It's 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 that's bad business. But hey. If you're a player, you you still got to pay that game. Shout out to you. I like to believe my Oakwood uh, ambassadors would uh, not be by 73 by any NBA team. I think, you know, a good 55 would be sufficient, but 73 points. Uh, oof. Um, I mean, you know, we've seen this before. I mean, they're tanking. I mean, they're not trying to win games. So, but they beat the Lakers. Well, that's the only thing they can be, to be honest. But hey, <laughs> yeah. So I think that, um, well, you know, this is embarrassing. Um, they don't have much talent. They're trying to build who they have, but I, and and SGA was not in the game. He he's actually in concussion protocol right now. Uh, but but they still were missing John Morant. So I'm sure SGA was like, yo, I'm glad I wasn't there for this. Uh, this is one of those things that go down to infamy that you were like, yeah, we were there when we got beat by 73. We were on that roster. A stink, a stink that would never leave. <laughs> Miami Heat. In 19, December 17, 1991. The Miami Heat got destroyed by 63 points against Cleveland. Yeah, no longer in the history books. Hallelujah. It's all forgotten now because OKC holds the record for the worst loss in NBA history. And the sad part is that everyone in Memphis, literally only two players, didn't scoring double figures. Everybody else did. And the highest person was um, Jackson Jr. with 27 points. Everyone else was like 18, um, 17. It, it wasn't crazy. But the highest score person on OKC was T-Man with, tw- no, sorry, Lodot. 15 points. That's it. 15 points was the high score. I would like to say that Gonzaga could beat this team. 
You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Gonzaga can beat this team. Gonzaga. Who's the number one team now? It's Gonzaga, right? I think Gonzaga is the number one college team. They probably will since Duke just lost. Yep. I think they could beat this team. I'm standing by that. Yo, you know what? OKC, don't hang your head because a good 70% of America don't make your salary. So, you know what? Yeah, tanking. You know, it is what it is. You're collecting draft picks. You're trying to build. Don't hold your head. It's just a record. Who cares? You're getting paid. Go buy yourself, you know, a Gucci bag and a car. You're good. A Gucci bag. You know, it's 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 moments like this that remind me. Um, I played on a team. Uh, Angie's. Um, we lost the game by 59. But I dropped 21 in that game. I dropped 21 and I was so happy, man. Uh, 21 points, nine rebounds, two or four from three. I didn't forget uh, the the opposing crowd was chanting my name. They actually were chanting my name uh, as as a as a little little rib, like and you you all they got right now, man. And but I dropped 21, man. I was so happy, man. But we got blown up by 59. And I remember when we went back to campus, man, people said, yo, they heard on the radio. They said, man, y'all lost by 59. I thought that was horrible. To see this, 152 to 79. Listen, man, this is, this is atrocious, man. I mean, this is, I mean, I mean, how, how do you go back to your, your family? How do you go back to your to your significant other, how how do you how do you look the coach in the face the next day in practice? How do you how how does the coach say we got new things to work on? Now I know your best players weren't there. I, I get that your best players weren't there, but man, that was bad. And um, I I think I think you know I've been watching how some of these teams do basketball, and and this I only say this because I'm a little concerned. Back in the day, it used to be the eye test. You know, basketball used to be about the eye test. And uh, teams would, would stack their bench with talented people, man. You, you go down 15, and there's guys on that, on that bench that could ball. Now I'm looking at guys, and I'm like, how'd that guy get in the league? Like, I mean, there, there's just some people now, you know, you got people looking at numbers. You got people looking at stats. Um, and they got all these new configurations of analytics. I ain't got no problem with the analytics, but when you when you're talking about data, a lot of cats are forgetting the eye test. Like that cat can ball. Like that cat can play. And I think I think when you lose some of your star players and you get blown like that, that tells me that the guys on your bench can't do nothing. And um, and and I don't know. You know, if, if and some of these coaches, some of these GMs as well, I'll put it out there this way as well. I think some of them are on this analytics train as well. Do they know the game? Do they know how to, to really find the talent? And I think you get results like this. Uh, and I know it's one sample, it's one small size sample, but I've been watching the game now for the last few years. And there's some guys, man, you say, how come that guy in, in, in the league? How come this guy is overseas? How come this guy... Has to has to work so hard just to get come in and play. Um, these guys almost missed Steph Curry, just to be honest. In college, they almost missed him. He got one offer, and so I, I think we need to really pay attention to the eye test sometimes, man, um, and and get more talent in the depth chart. Uh, 
maybe teams need to be bringing up some of the talent from the G League um, and, and let these guys come in and get some run. Uh, that was embarrassing, man. Embarrassing. You know, the crazy thing about this, probably by next week, we're not even going to remember they lost by 73. <laughs> like, I remember, look, I guess I'm going to have a Phil story time, right? Phil always have a story time. Shout out to Phil. Phil hasn't said, had any stories today. You know, shout out to you, Phil. But I'm going to have... Next I'ma episode, ha- next episode. So I remember at the church gym, I was still in high school. We was playing like in the AAU type league. And what happened? We we lost, but we didn't actually lose by a lot. I would say we might have lost maybe by like eight to 10, but we were in the game. Like that's how tight the game was. Man, there was nothing worse than my mother asking me, so why did y'all lose like that? I was like, yo, like straight up. I mean, my mom doesn't watch basketball Ooh. like that, Ooh. but... I was like, yo, like, I mean, 73, I mean, it's like, shoot, I'm not getting paid. But to get to get asked a question like that, she was like, so so why did y'all lose? I was like, I couldn't come up with stops. <laughs> That's all I could say. I was like, my mom not even into sports like that. And I was just like, man, that honestly, that statement hurts me more than actually losing by 73. There's a lot of things that hurt me more than losing by 73. Seven, to be honest, Losing by 73 is terrible. It's almost like how Boston beat the breaks off of Atlanta Hawks by like 50 in game seven. Like, I remember that more than I'll remember this because it's a regular season game. It's, I think at the time it was what? It was just December or it was getting ready to be December. So, you know, by time next week or the week after, someone else is going to get blown out, but it's probably going to be more memorable because of who played. And I'm pretty sure Lou Dorse is mad because he's a defensive guy and he's probably the only guy on that team outside of Shea who really plays with heart. Shout out to Lou Dorse. He's the only one. He's the only one, man. That exactly. can't play hard. He plays hard. He plays, he hard. plays hard. So shout out to Lou Dorse. You know, we rooting for you, although you're on that team. But ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of a Lady and Seduce podcast. Make sure you hit us up on the platforms that we post our episodes on make sure you hit us up on instagram matter of fact while you're on instagram answer the question who do you think will be more likely to be traded first between Kyrie, ben simmons sga john wall and i feel like i'm missing someone damian lillard so make sure y'all check us out we out Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.